This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. This week, WWE 2K23 is finally giving fans war games. AEW wrestler Kenny Omega makes a cameo appearance in an upcoming game. We talk about what heroes were planned to be playable in Marvel Avengers before the plan to discontinue the DLC distribution. And in our final stage, I review for Spoken for the PS5 and begin a discussion of why there may be a double standard when it comes to some reviewing a game starring a black female protagonist. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and uh, we definitely got some news to talk about today, but our final stage is going to be very important because I'm not just going to be reviewing a game. I also am going to talk about something that may be happening to the video game industry in the same fashion that is happening in Hollywood. And that's a little bit of a double standard type of situation that I think Un, you know is really unwarranted for this particular game so i am reviewing unspoken and i know a lot of you heard the reviews on unspoken but upon playing this game i think there's some unfairness going on with this and with the involvement of this game and i think there may be a particular reason why this is this is a constant common pattern that happens uh when it comes to games that are featuring particular types of people and i do believe this is one of just maybe possibly one of these type of situations that is happening we've seen it happen many times before uh, hell we just velma you know hbo max's velma getting the same rap she hawk got the same rap i think it's happening here but we'll talk about that in our final stage because i think it's definitely something that it needs to be talked about and a discussion that we all need to have and i'm gonna make you're gonna hear maybe a different a different view of this game compared to what you've already read from you know the IGNs and the game and the game spots and such so stay tuned for that because if you're interested in what you know this game is like I'm here to give you maybe a different view of this game so stay tuned for that but let's talk one of my favorite other subjects and shout out to Boris Aguilar who after this show I'm going to be appearing on Sunday night's main event uh, rampage rambles again i'm joining with him again and we're going to talk about this week's show uh this week's aew rampage show so stay tuned for that if you are not a part of sunday night's main event definitely jump over to them on their facebook group but also check out their radio show 
it's a Canada-based radio show for those who don't know um, on TSN Radio, and uh, somehow, some way, I've managed to join up with those boys and become the Sami Zayn of the group, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, wrestling fans know who that is. But um, nonetheless, I will be joining him, uh, and we will be recording another episode. So, I'll be joining him after this deal too. So, head over there, check out. Uh, go to you can go to the TSN Radio's website. And you can listen to Sunday Night's Main Event every time. If you're a wrestling fan and you're looking for a different wrestling outlet to listen to, Sunday Night's Main Event has been around for over, like, probably more than 20 years. <laughs> and it's like Canada's premier radio wrestling radio show, bar none. Um, and it's just awesome to, you know, be able to be, a, be with the gang that I used to listen to dating way back. Okay, so it's pretty awesome. But nonetheless, go over there, check it out. Um, great cast and group of people there that are doing this show and I'll be joining uh, one of them uh, for this week's show so stay tuned but I digress why I mentioned wrestling is because WWE 2K23 has been announced this I told you know here's the thing I totally forgot that they no longer do October this this is how I'm so out of the loop when it comes to um, WWE 2K because I kind of swore off WWE 2K for quite a while because of the debacle of two of 2k18 and then 2k20 i didn't need touch because it just totally totally sucked it was it was the game that led to yukes leaving the company midway through the development and it was a disaster so they managed to redo it uh 20 uh, was it 22 last year was solid i'm not going to say it was awesome it was great it was solid people went way too far and gave that a rating and and, and viewed that game way better because it was like the, you're comparing it to 18 and, and ni 18 19 19 wasn't bad actually 19 was also solid yeah you're, you're comparing it to 18 and 20 that's a very low bar to go this was a solid game but it still had it still had the issues that plagued all the other versions before and they never 2k games have never got around to fixing those issues so you're still going to get crashes and bugs and all this stuff so i there's no way i can really give it that type of deal because it and they never really fixed it now we got 2k 23 are um coming you know in the course of uh march and now you know it's it's i keep forgetting that they changed to march and they used to do it in october that's how far ago when i was doing when i was last time i bought it in 2k18 they used to do it every october because i used to prepare and it, you know i used to be really excited for wwe 2k games and it was every october where it used to you know arrive now they moved to march so i threw me off i, I totally forgot that because they did that last year um apparently i forgot but it is coming um and it looks like it's very interesting because they're bringing something they're finally bringing something that we've all been wanting for like i'm not joking at least a decade in in wrestling gaming wwe 2k23 finally is giving fans war games and if you don't know what the hell that is boy i'm telling you in for a treat you're in for a treat if you're if you're a casual wrestling fan that doesn't really know what the war games is i'll be glad to tell you the history of this um because it's one of my all-time favorite gimmick matches or specialty matches or cage matches if you will but um the commercial they, they started with a 
a ad a, pro, a promo or a trailer if you will with featuring bad bunny and uh machine gun kelly in there and it's featuring john cena as well triple h is in there and, and, and the idea is like you know it's it's the it's the big focus on john cena um because the main theme of the game is going to be based on him once again he's returning as the cover person for the deal so they have bad bunny and john cena talking but john cena is actually invisible and all you see is the hat and the you know sweatbands or whatever like that and armbands and people want to take a picture of him but the idea is that you can't see him and is he's invisible all through the entire commercial until we see him actually sitting playing the actual game and triple h and bad bunny are just walking by and they say hey john and he's like wait you people can actually see me it's actually a pretty funny commercial um but nonetheless the biggest news coming out of this is that war games is coming this year's wwe 2k23 is looking to give fans what they've been waiting for for a very long time war games is finally coming and it will be a three versus three or three or four v4 mode that will involve two rings inside of a steel cage so if you don't know what war games is i'll explain it to you because i i've been around since the original war games in 1987. the original war games is a match that started in the uh, Crockett, the NWA area, the Jim Crockett Promotions area. Um, it's a creation by Virgil Reynolds, AKA a lot of you guys know him as Dusty Rhodes. He created this, this brainchild of an idea where, you know, the, the deal is that like, they were in a rivalry between, it was Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff, the Road Warriors and whatnot. And, against the four horsemen the four horsemen was just running havoc everywhere they were double teaming everybody they were you know doing malicious things and it just got down to the point like we got to end this and the best way to end this is to put two rings together wrap it around some mesh fences you can't get out the rooftop the old the original war games had the roof totally caged up so they couldn't even escape and the deal is is that once is basically is like two people enter and the it, uh, enter in the beginning and for like the first five minutes they wrestle you know try to it, try to you know get the, get a, a, uh, ahead of each other then there's a coin flip to determine which team will gain the advantage usually the heels will get the uh advantage there so you know to keep the drama up and all of a sudden it's two on one until five minutes until like um the time is up like once the next five minutes is up then another person coming from the other team and now it's even and then another person after five minutes comes and now it's odd again so it's like you're gaining you got to get the advantage off before the the team that got that won the coin toss gets ahead but once all wrestlers enter the cage it is now known as the match beyond so you in submission or surrender meaning the only way that you can win is if you submit your um you submit your opponent or if they can't take any more and they just surrender that was the original play and it was brilliantly done and i still watch the original war games to this day and it still holds up this is one of like jim ross's like best comment like jim ross and tony Schiavone from aew were the original people doing commentary for that match and this is them in, in 1987 when they were really young and they sound like awesome sports guys. Not, they sound tremendous now, but well, Tony Schiavone does, you know, JR doesn't have the energy that he used to, but he's still JR. <laughs> 
but man if you heard jim ross in 1987 he sounded like he was he was working for the nfl and it was the super bowl and that is exactly the way he treated it. And that's the exact how this match came off. And it was one of the most brilliant ideas ever in wrestling. And people have tried to emulate and imitate that that match before. There, you know, indie groups, indie, you know, promotions that have tried to do it, but they couldn't afford to have the double the two rings because having one ring is expensive enough and then you need a you need an arena big enough to do it so they would do it in one cage but do the same rules or they would have two cages mlw did this once um which is another indie company that's still around today they they did war games but they couldn't afford the mesh cage so they did like one cage side or whatever like it was so it was like so low budget at this case um the only ones who really did it justice was WWE, but they didn't put a rooftop on there just because now it's it's the modern day version of war games. And basically because the athletes now are so more athletic and they, they do a lot of, you know, acrobatic moves to their art, to their move sets and arsenal that they decided to take the roof off to allow them to do some really crazy things off the ring. I, I particularly wish they would have kept the um, rooftop now. This is where AEW comes in because All Elite Wrestling has a very similar match. It's exactly the same, except it's called Blood and Guts. It's the exact same concept, but they have the rooftop on there. But you can win by pin or submission in there. And that's the only difference from that point, um, which I absolutely love because, you know, the cages are now bigger than ever and you can actually climb the cage a la hell in the cell and it makes for a more dramatic situation and interesting situation people do fly off the cage and all this stuff but i prefer everybody to stay in the cage if you will it, the other thing is too about today's um war games is that they have weapons and they over excessively use weapons and that's one of the biggest pet peeves i hated about the, this new version of war games is like the cage should be enough like you ramming somebody or grinding somebody to, to the cage used to be enough now you got all these extra bells and whistles that's just over excessive to me but nonetheless wrestling fans who are gamers have been wanting this for a long time and we have been waiting for a company to take the chance to do this and the, honestly i think now is better the time than ever to do this because you know we're at the generation we're at the fifth generation of playstation and xbox and this pretty much is a great time to do it these these um i don't think you've been able to i think the reason why they they didn't do it before because they couldn't do it i, I honestly i really think they could but the memory space and the capacity to do something like that will probably have taken up so much and then furthermore actually they couldn't do it because like the playstation 2 and 3 era even 4 um they couldn't add six man tag before and now these these matches you know you know these new wrestling games we are able to do eight man tag now because the processor pop the processing power allows us to now add more characters and add, do more than what we ever did before so all i hope is that they they really make they, they improved on what they didn't do on 20 um 22 because 22 was solid but it wasn't perfect by any stretch and it still suffered the same 
issues. I, I still had crashes during universe mode. It was still glitchy. Um, there were still bugs and everything that was happening. Like certain things that were the way that I booked universe mode wasn't happening the way it should have. So I, and I've said it many times. I've said this many times before after 22 came out, I'm like, I'm not getting 23 if they're not giving us war games. I'm, I'm pretty sure you could go back in my archives and listen to that and and hear me say that many times. I'm like, if if war games is not in this next version, there's no reason for me to get this. There's no reason for me to get I, I've already played everything there is to play in this game. Well, it's coming <laughs> in this quote unquote, and I'm using that lightly, quote unquote post Vince era of the video game even though we know he's just sitting in the office as we speak right now damn it um so yeah um looks like i will be checking this game out i will be um reviewing this game and i probably won't be reviewing this game alone i'll probably get boris to come along and uh because this is right up our alley this is our our wheelhouse this is what we're gonna do so i mean what better person to talk about this than boris aguilar of sunday night's main event and uh looking forward to that so there will be three editions available for pre-order too as well because like i said the spotlight this time is once again john cena i think this is a great time for john cena to do it because of his latest fan um fan base in hollywood like he he's gotten way bigger than he was before he's in I, i'm not going to say dwayne johnson he's in dwayne johnson's tier level but he's not in will he's not in Dwayne Johnson's level but he's he's uh like a step below I think he's he's definitely a step below there but him you know since he's been in Hollywood he's been awesome I think I've liked him best when he's in Hollywood all of the movies that he's been involved with has been hilarious and you know no none more than than uh Peacemaker now the question is will he come will they allow Peacemaker John Cena to be in the game. Here's my thought on that. And they've, they've done this before. John Cena may not be able, I don't know if DC um, Studios or WBD will allow Peacemaker to be a part of this game, but I know how 2K games work. It's very possible that even though they may not be able to do it, but that doesn't mean that the pieces to peacemaker will not be in there meaning the helmet they can make the helmet a similar looking helmet that you can put on a creative wrestler's head or you could recreate john cena and put it on his head and make peacemaker that way i i got a feeling that that's going to happen if they don't if they aren't allowed to get peacemaker they're going to find a way to get the pieces you need to create peacemaker in there i guarantee you this never fails and I know people are very creative in the uh, in, in, in the uh, creative wrestler world of wrestling games. So I'm looking forward to the other thing I'm hoping for is that I'm really hoping that they actually because when you play the when you play WWE 2K or any game that involves you to do some, you know, have a creative suite with it and, and something as elaborate as what WWE 2K provides, it gets I'm not gonna lie, I love it to death, but it gets tiring to keep creating the same characters that you wanna create and then that new game comes out so you gotta start all over and create it again. I want them to transfer the characters from 22 
and be able to transfer them over to 23. If they do that, they will be in my, they will be kind of in my good graces on that note. Um, that and just fix those bugs and, 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 and glitches and crashes. Cause I'm at to the point I got PTSD with WWE 2K. I, I know it's going to happen. You do. And the fact that they don't improve on it, it just irks me. So war games or not, they need to fix that part. They need to make this thing as stable as possible. Static free. No, none of that issue. No issues that you had in the past. You're, this is a new gen era. This is like this. You can't get any more powerful than we have with PS5 and Xbox Series X right now. I know they're not good enough to get that game on the Nintendo Switch. We've already seen. We've already seen that debacle happen. I'm not worried about that. And hopefully AEW will be able to, you know, improve on that. And if they do, I think they'll that even with war games, I think that still will be make a big impact in AEW if they can accomplish getting that game, their game on the Nintendo Switch, because that's the one thing that 2K games have failed at miserably. So there are three additions to the uh, game that will be arriving. There's the standard edition, which is 70, 69.99, which my God, that's actually kind of high. That is actually really really high for that game i mean like what happened to 59.99 folks like this game better be worth it for that price i mean like 69.99 is it's a lot they're the deluxe and, and what are you getting out of it by the way for just the standard version the deluxe edition is going to be 99.99 again you paying that much money this game better be solid and then there's the icon edition which is a digital only package is 119.99 i don't I know what exactly that involves but um it's gonna be a part of it it involves john cena at that there will be a bad bunny bonus pack for all pre-orders that are coming and the deluxe the, the, here's the here's the deal with the um extra ones the, the deluxe and the icon additions will include a three-day early access and other extra incentives on there so that's to me the three-day early access is a big deal to me um i like to get my hands on these games quick uh as quickly as possible so getting it three days early is definitely an advantage for me and that's kind of that that really is kind of worth the the incentive right there especially if the game you know is going to be good so that can be a good thing right there so we'll see um yeah i'm gonna check this out they they sucker me in with <laughs> war games it's like there's a lot of games. There's a lot of wrestling games that are that was promising to try to get this out. And I won't say which ones because it involves people I know in the industry that I've spoken with that said that they were going to try to do their own thing. Um, and who was going to be the first one? There was actually a race to see who's going to be the first to ever get war games on a video game. And of course, of all people who should have done it in the first place, it should have been WWE because they have the, the, the power to do so. And, it, and that's exactly what happened here. So we'll see how it goes. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to AEW um, Fight Forever, there is no, apparently there is no cage matches that is going to be in this game. And I don't understand that. That's the one thing that that, that really surprises me. Like, why aren't they putting a cage match in this game? What, what's so hard about not putting at least one cage match in this game? And there's not going to be any. And I think that's going to cause an issue because if hardcore wrestling fans, you know, cage matches, even this, even the traditional cage match is a staple for wrestling. Like it's the ultimate 
end to a rivalry or feud. So they have all these other like I would have like the lights out match. I don't need that. Just give me a cage match. I'd rather have a cage match in here. So maybe it's something that they'll do down the line or whatever like that. But we'll see. And we still haven't heard anything from this. But like shots are fire right now because WWE 2K not only has announced that their game is coming in about over a month from now, but they're bringing one of the most popular, you know, matches of all time to this game. And it need they have to. WWE, it's like WWE is not instant win here because yes, they're bringing this match type to this game, but it still has to work. It still has to make sense. Um, are they going to go by the exact rules of the war games? Or are they going to go by the recent rules of the war games? How is that going to implement into this game in the game options in the settings and if you will? So, I mean, it's not they're not instant win here because it still has to work. It still has to make sense. It still has to be stable <laughs> through this process. So we'll see. And for God's sakes, for anybody, any of those reviewers, and I'm definitely talking about IGN and GameSpot and all those. Last year, they had a tendency, and this is going to lead into, this is going to segue into the discussion or lead into the discussion at, on the final stage as well, because this is why I'm, 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 it's, it's sometimes IGN reviewers can be iffy. Sometimes I question whether they actually played the game thoroughly. Sometimes I question whether they are actually fans of the genre of games that they're playing because upon reading some of these or watching some of the reviews that they do you can tell sometimes that these guys are just you know phoning it in sometimes i feel like that they're not really giving it a fair chance other times it's just like it's doesn't even seem like they they played it thoroughly and wwe 2k 22 was one of them there was such high praise for this game like early on like they they gave it a really good score for this game. This game that apparently upon after the fact that the game really they, they gave this score before the game released. And then suddenly we play the game for a while and I guess they don't play it thoroughly because they didn't play universe mode. I, they probably did the my rise mode or whatever like that, which is the story mode, but they they played it. I don't think they played it thoroughly enough to realize and discover the bugs and glitches of the universe mode and all these other things that were happening and the crashes that were happening when people try to upload certain, you know, uh, you know, images for their creative wrestlers or whatever like that. There were so many troubling things. And I think that if had they've done that, they this game should not have gotten the, the, the actual score that the, that this game has gotten. It was too, it was prematurely. I, I really felt like it was prematurely scored. I don't know how long they took to play through this game, but like, dude, no. IGN screwed up, GameSpot screwed up, um, possibly Game Informer as well. I think they all scored the, the WW2K uh, 22 high. In fact, let me look at this real quick. WW2K 22 review see what comes up uh la, 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 la. IGN gave it like it looks like four out of five stars and I remember reading this I remember reading this it gave it an eight it gave this an eight but if you play through the game the glitches and I think the hype this is the part of WWE fans I can't stand it's just like they'll oversee all the crap that they that WWE does and in this case, 2K games, 
because they follow suit with WWE. They ignore the crap, but they still praise it. Like, no, this game was not, I don't think this game was an eight. I think because of the bugs and glitches, it was like a seven at best. It would have been an eight if it was solid. It probably would have been higher than an eight if it was solid in my opinion, but there were so many bugs and glitches in this game. I still get crashes from this game. When I play in the universe mode, there were some game, there were some parts of it like where wrestlers were coming out that wasn't supposed to be coming out. There were things that were happening that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, when you saw the matchup screen, like your character's not there. It was, it's blank or whatever. Like you see, like the universe mode was meant to play the way that you want to play. But once you do that, it, it start everything starts to go to Fritz in this game. So no way this game should have gotten an eight. It really shouldn't have. Um, they, there was way too much praise. GameSpot gave it a three, a seven out of, yeah. Now GameSpot definitely did, did it right. I uh, gave it a seven out of 10. And I think just the idea that WWE 2K has been out of the loop for so long that this game came out and then other people were giving it like such high praise for this game. It, it just, it, it did not deserve that much, especially after you played it a while. And I think when, I think people who played it started, you know, realizing that these glitches were happening after they did the review and they were like, <laughs> now I gotta go back and do it. And then also every time when a 2K game comes out, there's always a line of, videos on youtube where they find the glitches and bugs and everything in there and everything that's happening so it's like when you see stuff like that that's a sign that that game should not get a high score so we'll see how this goes and hopefully this one will be the one that does it now and they fixed everything from there it was it was solid it was as good as you could possibly get but you know like i said low bar considering you were basing it off of 18 and 20 low bar so we'll see how they go hopefully they've madly improved on this game hopefully we won't have those same issues again i mean they have the means of being good they just don't and then on top of that their customer service sucks and the fact that how they handle it sucks they sweep it under the rug and don't even mention it and don't apologize for it and don't acknowledge it and fans are just fuming because but again we chose to do this we chose to like we we can only get so mad at them because if it happened way many times before why are we still buying this game it's the same theory and analogy of like friday the 13th if people died at crystal lake two three years and uh you know back to back why are you still going to this to this lake why are you still going camping here you know jason Voorhees is there <laughs> What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? So, you know, it's, it's, it's on that same kick. So here we go. We're going at it again, Peak. We'll see. So, all right, kind of keeping in the wrestling theme here. Uh, AEW wrestler, Kenny Omega, and actually IWGP US champion, <laughs> Kenny Omega, is scheduled to appear in a cameo appearance, actually, in Like a Dragon, Ishin. Like a Dragon is the Yakuza series. I believe it's being renamed Like a Dragon now, as opposed to what it was Yakuza. Um, this one, which I can't wait because I did pre-order this uh, for the PlayStation 5. Like a Dragon Ishin is a prequel to the Yakuza series. So we're going to see how it all began. 
and stuff like that. And, you know, much like Yakuza 6, which featured um, a group of New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, uh, stars, Kenny Omega will be appearing on here and he will be one of six celebrity guests appearing in the game. Ryuga Gotoko Studios revealed that the AEW Trios champ and IWGP US champ will be making a cameo appearance as a summoning character to aid in battle and he will be using a move called the one-winged angel i don't know how that's gonna work but we'll see now if you played any yakuza game then you know every once in a while the, the great part about yakuza is that it has its intense you know mobs mob like uh you know storytelling but within it there's always some goofiness going on with these games that i love and this is one of them like if you play like a dragon uh, Yakuza like a dragon you've seen it before you've seen the the summoning and the role-playing factors that it had if you played even uh judgment which is the spinoff to Yakuza then you've also seen some really wacky moments in that game if you played in Yakuza game every once in a while they break away from the intensity to do some little wacky side story or whatever like that to break away the you know the hardcore aspect of this game but um it, it, as well as the other game that um, Ryu got, got uh, Gotoku made, which was Fist of the North Star. Also has a little bit of a wacky uh, mini games and all stuff like that. This is not the first time, as I mentioned. Yakuza 6, the reason why, well, one, I love all Yakuza games, Perry, but Yakuza 6, uh, 6 featured wrestlers from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and they were playing the role as a Yakuza gang. And it was so awesome. You got to see Okada. You got to see, um, I forget, so many of those guys. I think, was Kodo, Kodo Bushi in there too? I, I'm not sure. Um, Los Inga Bernades, uh crew was in there too. And um, it was it was really awesome. And you get to pick these guys to play in this type of mini game aspect or whatever like that. And it was really cool. And they got also a side story. They got, you know, voice lines and scenes and everything in there. So. This is pretty awesome that Kenny Omega makes an appearance considering that he's with AEW and he hasn't worked in Japan in quite some time and up until like recently with Russell Kingdom and blew the house off, blew the roof off the house when he did. Um, so they still praise and love Kenny Omega in Japan. Like this is the part I love about him because he's like the only wrestler or gaijin wrestler um, out there that they cherish him because one, he's a phenomenal wrestler he is he's a box office hit in japan um and then on top of that he is fluent in japanese he will do promos in japanese and in english in a snap it is so awesome to see him do that and how much respect he has for that country so if i didn't have a reason to be excited about that game coming i have even more of a reason now and I am looking forward to it. I've always been a fan of the Yakuza series, and this one is going to be no different. This one, I think the only one I didn't really have much fun with is Like a Dragon. It was, it, I mean, I I just, I'm not a fan of turn-based, not every turn-based game. I'm just not a fan. And this was like, that one was like a classic, you know, traditional turn-based style game. But it, you know, it, I like the story. I just didn't like the gameplay as much. Um, it was, it was cool though. Um, hopefully they'll, I know they're doing another one again. I hope they just go back to the regular format because I want to play with uh, Ichiban as, you know, doing, you know, normal action RPG style. 
I, I want to be able to do that. I hope they don't go back to that traditional RPG deal. Because to me, it was, it was just no fun. I, I can't enjoy the character as much doing it that way. Or unless they change the way that they do the turn-based system and make it a little bit more fast-paced or whatever like that. Make it like Mario, Mario and Luigi All-Stars. Like that. I like that process much better. I just hate the idea of just standing there waiting to get hit. Like, this is not power slap. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of that. I don't want to wait to get hit. I want to be able to defend <laughs> myself in the process. So, uh, just recently, I just discovered, moving on, uh, by the way, I just discovered Trek to Yumi, which is a game that I reviewed some time ago. I think like two, maybe two years ago. Um, it was a, or maybe last year, I played so many damn games. But Trek to Yumi, which I played on the PlayStation 5, was an awesome indie game that it was it was a black all black and white based on feudal japan type of game beautifully looks so beautiful in there and it, it if like you were a fan of um games like ghost of shishimi and what is the other one uh unimusha this game kind of blends the two together and to an awesome thing and it's coming to the nintendo switch next week not only that it's only going to be $19.99, and I highly recommend to you guys to buy this. You talk about a great on-the-road game, a great handheld game to play with awesome visuals, beautiful uh, audio and sound. This game is going to be it, man. I I was so excited, and I had a hunch that this game was going to eventually going to be worthy enough to play on a, on a um, Nintendo Switch, and apparently we are getting it, like just like we did with uh, Sifu. We're getting it. So look out for that game. Trek to Yumi is coming to the Nintendo Switch and it is an awesome feudal Japan zombie horror type of game. It is awesome. It, like if you guys remember, I'm talking about it last time. It starts off like a normal feudal Japan game like Ghost of Tsushima and then it just goes far left and it turns into something way bigger than it, than it became. And then you see all these demon spiders and all the stuff that you're fighting against and everything. It is beautiful. And it looks like it. it the, the visuals give it that old schools like that that classic cinema samurai 7 vibe to it so man you guys are in for a treat and for only 19.99 that is a steal so get ready and add that to your uh your playlist as well so last thing i want to talk about very interesting we talked about marvel avengers you know counting down to the to the end of their uh to the end of an era if you will with them not exactly the best era in the world either you know i rate this to like tna wrestling if you will um they apparently have been scrapped dlc characters from marvel avengers that were discovered recently and one in particular is one that i was hoping that they were going to be planning to do they never announced it but you given the premise of the and, and narrative of the game you kind of thought that it was only a matter of time before this character would have made it and unfortunately we may never see the light of uh, the light of day of this character because they just decided to call it quits so Gaming Insider on Twitter known as Miller shared unused dialogue from the game that was hidden within patch 2.7.2, which recently released in January 24th, which has Jane Foster, the mighty Thor in a conversation with this one was a surprise to me, She-Hawk and Captain Marvel. That was not a surprise to me. The reason being is because Captain Marvel at one point, you got to think if you remember the story of, um, of Marvel Avengers, which is like, honestly, the best part about that game, bar none, is the story modes. Kamala Khan and her obsession for Captain Marvel. 
was well known not just in 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 in, our, in actual comic books but in this game she has posters of her everywhere and everything she kind of you know makes her base herself off her so i'm like when are they going to put captain marvel in because and, and when they do this one has to be big this one really has to be like huge to do um well looks like that's not happening but miller managed to find some way somehow managed to um scrap some find some of the scrap uh you know dialogue and lines from there so on his official twitter account which by the way is like he has all these m's in his twitter account name and then it says miller it's like mm, miller so i i can't i wish i could tell you but it's like i don't I, I just refuse to count how many m's he has in this actual twitter handle to do it but you can look him up on there and you can find out but uh on his official twitter uh, account he posts and added transcripts of the interaction between the mighty thor and the two unforeseen characters actor Krissa Bajo, uh, Bajos, I should, I, I should add, um, who voiced one of the two scrap character roles. Uh, she doesn't explain which one, and maybe she can't because of DLC um, deals, but she commented on Miller's post, thanking him for finding and acknowledging that the, the dialogue exists. Um, I, I, like I said, I spoke about the idea of Captain Marvel making it in the game, and uh, it's, it's just sad that it, we're not going to be able to see it, or at least maybe we will. I don't know. But they said they after when March comes, they're going to stop all, you know, production of any new DLC or any um, cosmetics that are coming. They're no longer going to be doing it. So it looks like there were plans to make her a DLC character along with She-Hulk, which was a surprise. That would have been actually awesome. Crystal Dynamics recently announced that they will be discontinuing their marketing of the game meaning no more dlc characters that meaning no more cosmetics nothing in march they will shut down the marketplace not uh and, and not allowing any more purchase of any more cosmetic skins or whatever however they will be giving it all away to fans for free as a thank you for the ongoing support to the fans that were of course those same fans who did give the ongoing support meaning they paid for all of the cosmetics and whatnot constantly supporting this game when other people were saying like this this game was this game was a mess this game was you know a a, a, a fail at least you know and, and those people who said that were people who played it from the very beginning not the people who just jumped in like a year later a year or two later and all of a sudden just like oh this game is good what are you talking about no if you guys played it at the beginning this game was the worst game of 2022 along with cyberpunk 2077 the difference between the two is that cyberpunk 2077 redeemed themselves and they brought that game to its graces and now the game plays solid as all can be i've played that game all three times with all deals it was very playable and it's a first person shooter game and i love it and that that speaks volumes okay that speaks that speaks so many vibes and i'm ready to play the idris alba one too so dude no look they they you know cd project red redeemed itself crystal dynamics has been struggling with this game ever since now granted they did manage to make it a solid gameplay but it still is a lot of ways when especially when you compare it to the insomniac spider-man games the other like um hell gotham knights is better than 
more enjoyable way more enjoyable than um marvel uh avengers um guardians of the galaxy which came out the same year nobody knew that the game was coming out and it came out and it was very entertaining and very fun to play um and it got an award <laughs> the same year okay um which should be an embarrassment to crystal dynamics because they've been hyping the marvel avengers game for years and when it finally arrived it it was left undesired by the fans Le much less to be desired if you will and now if you know they've been trying to they've been trying to catch up and they just i guess they just said no we can't do it and not only that the the business model that they've been doing making this game a cash grab i'm is this goes to show that people weren't you know falling for it and it was only a minority of i'll just say a minority of people who did fall for it i'll just i'll be nice and say that and you know unfortunately this is what happened folks here's the thing we have the power we have the power to uplift and bring down we have the power to support we have the power to support and not support we need to look at ourselves as consumers almost more than we are fans and gamers I know we want to love these games. I know we want to say that we're a hardcore gamer and everything, but guess what? We need to also, you know, be responsible as well. We need to be held responsible for our decisions. So you cannot get mad at Crystal Dynamics for doing what they did. You also have to take accountability for your decisions to buy in the same way that I will with WWE 2K23. When I invest in that game, or God forbid, hopefully I can get a review code. When I finally jump at that game, it's my decision to step into that game. I can't blame 2K games or anything to an extent. The only thing I say is like, this game is good or bad. And then upon that, I will have to say, I'm not going to invest in them again, or I will. You have to take accountability for your decisions. You cannot just blame everything all on you know the person in there so think about that the next time you buy a particular game and use critical thinking you know listen to our reviews listen to other reviews listen to you know certain perspectives we'll see when you hear everybody say the same thing at the same you know that's one thing but if if you hear a little bit of a mixed review like you're about to hear in the next uh segment here then you may want to see like, okay, maybe I want to see for myself because the views are, are different, but I'm hearing different perspectives of things. Much like what I'm about to do as I enter the final stage. And in that note, folks, that will do it for this part of the segment. We are going to take a break, come back, and I am going to review Forspoken and give a different perspective of what I thought of this game, but also talk about why I think this game is getting unwarranted hate. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Planning, the voice of Naruto. 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! folks you've reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review for spoken a game by developers luminous productions using their luminous engine published by square enix and is a action rpg game that we were supposed to get a while back but it was delayed uh, i now understand why it was delayed and i'm glad it was because this game actually i i, I fear would have would have happened if this game did come out not completely finished um but it did and i got a chance to play the entire game and it was a solid game through and through there were no bugs no glitches or anything like that so thank goodness because you know this is one of the things that we had to worry about when it comes to like square enix games done by third-party developers or whatnot you know square enix we know do tremendous work on our own stuff but like when they get third-party developers you know we saw what happened with square enix i mean with not uh square enix with uh crystal dynamics with marvel avengers so you kind of got to like, hopefully everything will turn out okay. And to their credit, this one did. Uh, in terms of just stability, I had no crash issues with this game at all. So I was happy about that. I played this on a PS5, of course. And um, let's go, let's get underway with this because there's a lot to talk about about this game. There's been a lot of bashing of this game. And here's the that's the that's the funny thing about it. Normally, if a game comes out, and whether it's good or bad, it doesn't get talked about as much. But there's been a significant amount of talk about this game, in particular, which leads me to believe that it's. I don't think. I think the hate is unwarranted. I think the hate is intentional. In a in in a more of a malicious way, because of the significance of this game. Normally, if this was a normal game with a particular typical protagonist or whatnot, I don't think this game would have gotten this much attention, but it is getting attention because this particular action RPG game stars a young black female protagonist. And I don't think that that's I'm, I'm not I don't think I'm going over my head with that. I, it, it's just it's almost in the same fashion where She-Hawk, where people were trying to bash She-Hawk because of the fact that it's a female protagonist there. The same reason that people are, you know, you know, getting all over Velma, even though I, and I love Velma. I love the Velma series, by the way. Um, so, it's so hilarious. 
but they just because Velma is no longer white, she is of Indian descent, like and they changed the whole entire thing around. It's a standalone, really non-canon type of show, but it's it's you just no more than no more than what it was with a pup named Scooby-Doo. But you just enjoy it for what it is. And people enjoyed a pup named Scooby-Doo, but for some reason they changed, they flipped the script on, on Velma, and all of a sudden there's issues. Um I think I think Forspoken is getting the same bad rap. And this happens way too often and i'm here to give you a different perspective on this game because there are a lot of people who are you know giving some low scores in this game and i think they're unwarranted especially when you look at the past games that they've reviewed and certain games that i feel and uh, many other people feel that you know gotten high you know review scores probably doesn't amount to what this game has done now I'm also not going to come here and like praise this game wholeheartedly. This is not a game of the year game by any stretch. This is not the greatest game of all time. This is not a game changer of all time. But what this game is, is a very solid game that plays off of a genre that people have seen before, but now they're trying to just give it, you know, a little bit of an unfair, you know, riff about this game. And I'm here to tell you that's not happening here because I played this game, the same game that everybody else played. If they played the game or some people are basing off the demo and I'm telling you, there's a contrast between the demo and the full game. Trust me, there is a contrast between the two. I, if people are basing off of that demo, I'm here to tell you, you may wanna give this game another chance because the demo, I thought the demo was okay, but it, there were some things, It was a, it's a demo. It's not gonna look or play the way that it did in the other game. And if you're basing it off the demo, which honestly, if I was them, they probably shouldn't have come out with that demo the way it was. Um, and then you look at this game and it's like, okay, this is there is so much that's different from this demo version that it is here. Um I would have advised them just like make sure you just take a chunk of what was done finished and give that. You know? But let's talk about this game. Let's start it off with the story and then we'll move on for there basing on the, the grading system i did change categories this week in terms of um titles and everything so i'll you know go along with that um and in fact do i even have that up let me see. Sheet. Let's see if it'll come up what did i change okay yeah so i put i, I changed presentation to story because i think the story factor here is it, it matters in this case um Overall graphics was also added on as opposed to uh, just graphics itself and overall graphics will determine just the environment, the character models and everything from there. So I told you guys at the beginning, I was going to there's this process is going to, you know, be modified and tweaked as we go along to, you know, perfect it better. This is the tweaking process here. So, all right. Nonetheless, let's talk about the story of Forspoken. Forspoken tells the story of a lonely and troubled New Yorker named Frey who is trying to survive the streets and live a peaceful and normal life. After running from a shady gang in Hell's Kitchen, she somehow runs into a portal that takes her to the land of Athea. Frey also comes with into a golden bracelet that turns out to be a golden sentient named Cuff. Frey and Cuff searches search for answers on the on how to get her back to New York while also helping to the people of Athea from a treacherous threat corrupting the land. That's the basic story of it. Um, there's a certain genre of storytelling in anime called Esekai, um, which usually is like 
I'll give you an example. Inayasha is like when, you know, Kagome comes from, you know, a modern time and then she goes into a portal back in time or whatnot. It's that. It's also known as the Alice in Wonderland, you know, type of theme, which in fact, they kind of make reference of Alice in Wonderland in the game. You know, uh, she has a Alice in Wonderland book in her house, in her apartment or whatever or whatnot that she uh, uses. And she, um, you know, ends up being, you know, falling into the rabbit hole, you know, into a new world or whatnot. So this new world that she's in, she's still trying to figure out how or why she was there, why she was chosen to be there, you know, what connections that she have in there. So there's a lot to the story that unravels throughout the 15 hours of this game that you uh, play. And yes, it is 15 hours, so it's not that long. But if you stay within the realm of the story, you'll find you may find it a little bit intriguing, especially for those who don't necessarily really invest in these Esekai Alice in Wonderland like stories that, you know, people are used to. Um, there's a apparently a fan base of these type of stories out there. And, you know, this may be for the new people like this is starring a young black female character. This is bringing in a whole new generation of people or a whole demographic of people that may not be into this or know what Esekai is and may, you know, may not be the anime uppity, you know, community of those people out there. And, you know, this may interest them. I, I was interested before I knew the term Esekai. Um, so let's 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 get into this, shall we? Um, let's talk about originality here. Well, the, like the game is not fully original in terms of concept and gameplay and story and premise, um, but it provides a breath of fresh air because yes, it is a big budget game featuring a black young female. And it, this was, to me, this is, I think the aspect of what people need to look at in this case is that like changes coming slowly but surely and now we're starting to you, you know a lot, you know bring these new faces these represent this form of representation into the forefront but you know when you do that you're gonna you're gonna have controversy the part that saddens me too is that like yes there's an argument i'll bring up the fact that like people are maybe hating on her because she's black and she's a female and then there's going to be an argument of people saying like well there's people on the on a, on a, uh, threads and the boards that are also black that are saying that you know giving it to i can't speak for that but you know i can say that in our country some of us in our community are conformed to the system and if you don't understand what that means then that's part of the problem some people are conformed to the systematic ways that we were taught to think that we were taught to be this is why self-fulfilling prophecies is a thing so i mean like i said warranted granted this again is not the game of the year this will not i'm going to say this off bat this is not going to be the game of the year this is not going to be on the level of um god of war or horizon or elden ring not many are but that doesn't mean it's not good does not doesn't mean it's not going to be fun okay um, so, I mean, you got that base off of the whole thing. The game's premise and feel may be familiar to people, you know, for game for like really great games like Skyrim, Witcher, the Wild Hunt. I don't, and I'm saying in Elden Ring, and I'm saying that in terms of the medieval themed game aspect. Um, the gameplay is a whole nother thing to that because I think, honestly, I played Skyrim and I played Witcher 3. Um, I think in terms of gameplay this actually may play a little bit better 
than those than Skyrim and, and Witcher 3 because it, it, and here's the thing the, the two games that got really high scores these two games got really high scores within reviewers all around and the gameplay and the control scheme wasn't really that revolutionary it was actually really simplistic in itself they for this game gave it a little bit more of a of a more you know innovative feel because you're using the trigger buttons and assault and and and, and, and it's, it works and it's a little bit more fun to play than i had with skyrim and witcher so there's that part of the originality aspect to it so you have that uh, part to it but if you like those games i think you will also enjoy this on that aspect um in terms of graphics the visuals and, and the visuals and character design of the game is greatly improved from the demo um i had a bit of an issue with the demo version in terms of that because it, the lighting was a little bit too bright in some places and it still is to some extent but i think they kind of fixed it up where you can see the complexion a little bit better in the face and that was kind of the real challenge here the major task was to make sure that the lighting and shadow was set right to the complexion of Frey and other non-playable characters or npcs of color um because athia is a place that never it never rains in athia or it never rains in southern athia if you will <laughs> and as i like the look of Frey and other characters of color like the chalky art style is far from the best i've ever seen it, but it's it, it's beautifully accurate like when i see characters they do look like the actors that, that they're based off so to that note it is really well but you know it, it it's still like i've seen better characters of color in better games and i want to go back to you know the game of the year winners and candidates uh candidates like god of war and horizon forbidden west who both had characters of color and the and they and they were they successfully captured the lighting and shadow on people of color quite masterfully in those games so um i mean absolutely stunning in those games added to that other characters played like uh other characters played in the game or other npc characters that are in a game like uh Nikki uh, Misho X, uh, who, who you know is Maya Bird uh, in here, and uh, Deborah Wilson, who is uh, Belette Crow. Deborah Wilson is on everything. She's, you know, I mean, we, we, she's, she voices uh, so many characters. She's a tremendous, tremendous actor. You, you guys, you know, from back in the day, remember her from Mad TV, but she is going on to become one of the most accomplished voice actors in the game and actors, period, uh, in gaming. And you guys most know her from the Fallen Jedi series in um, a sequel that's coming out very soon. So um, it's and when I the minute that I saw her, I immediately recognized her. I was like, oh, my God, like that looks exactly like her the same way it does on the EA game. Like they, they captured her beautifully in this game. They capture, um, you know, uh, Nikki uh, Misho X in here as well. I mean, like these guys look the part. So. To that extent they did a really great job so the art style i like but it's not like the best art style that i've ever had uh, i've ever seen in in the game but they managed to do what they did and they pulled it off while this game appears to be visually stunning for the most uh, for most of the game there are parts of the that were a little bit tag grainy due to the art style and and it was a little bit pixelated in in certain like very small areas not everywhere but like in in, in very small aspects of the game 
And I won't say because by saying it, I will spoil the story for, for people uh, if I go too deep on it. But um, it, it, it was there, but not for the most part. It was not everywhere and everything was well done. And it was what you would expect from something published or developed by Square Enix. So to that measure, it, it, they really did a good job with this in terms of visuals and, and the environment and everything. The, the environments look beautifully done. You know, uh, the way the way the uh, sun just beamed off of the, you know, uh, the Coliseums and in and, and Athia and, and the, and the uh, grass environments just really well done, in my opinion. As far as the outside develop, uh, as far as outside developers uh, that were published by Square Enix, Luminous Productions was more of a hit than a miss in this case because like i said i played from start to finish i had there was no crash issues there were no glitching none of that this game was solid like so the fact that it was supposed to come out in october of last year i was glad that they that they delayed it for whatever reason they delayed this game till now and i'm glad they did because now there were there, as, as far as stability there is none there is no problems with this game i also want to add that i really liked the elaborate uh, medieval couture costume designs uh, from the Tanta sisters, which is another great aspect of Square Enix and what their um, what fans have grown accustomed to as well. So visuals was pretty good. Not exactly the best, but it was pretty good. And it, it let me put up, it was up to code and standards of a new gen console. <laughs> I will tell you that um, sound of music may have knocked it out of the park. Forspoken lures you with this mesmerizing serenaded melody that is both peaceful and appealing to the ear. The um, music throughout the game, the musical scores throughout the game uh, was soothing with a sense of empowerment, yet not never like dreary or slow paced. Um, like I talked about River City Girls back then, like there were some songs on River City Girls that were just so slow paced and dreary. And you're like, you're supposed to be up. You, it, it, it's a game that involves upbeat, you know, in action. This one, it didn't need to, but it, it was like, it was balanced. There was a balance in this game that I really appreciated. Um, I never once felt like I was tired from listening to the beautiful orchestrated musical scores in here. Luminous Productions worked carefully to make sure fans of Square Enix felt uh, the familiar vibe of playing a game under their legendary company. Uh, so to me, like the sound in this game is just really well done. And the music score is just beautiful. Um, as far as the gameplay though, I want to say that I liked the control scheme. I'm not going to say I loved it, but I liked it. Um, I mean, it reminded me of games like the Horizon series or games that nowadays you're using the shoulder buttons and the trigger buttons rather than the regular traditional, uh, you know, four, uh, four button control scheme. But also there's elements of Skyrim. There's elements of Witcher 3 to Wild Hunt in terms of um using magical attacks and you know just attacking with other elements as well but because of its innovation towards using it i feel like that it plays better than skyrim and it plays better than a witcher uh wild uh, hunt in games like it or even i guess dark souls i guess is another one that you can name or whatever or you know stuff like that but it's a little bit more fast paced than those games and those games came highly rated by a lot of reviewers um i particularly love witcher 3 to wild hunt and i played skyrim and enjoy skyrim but 
they got high they got high scores in their games and their control scheme was not nearly as fun as what i played with forespoken the other thing is too is frey will require elemental powers throughout her journey along with the ability to use magic parkour which has her traverse through the open world without a need to ride an animal or machine of any kind so you got athia is really huge it's a really huge land and you just skimming through a whole bunch of it throughout the game and everything and uh you don't need it because you're just you're running all over the place and it's not like you're just running you're also going and attacking different enemies and zombies and whatnot along the way so it like it's just not you just traveling and not doing anything at all but you do get a chance to fight and you know up your your xp skills and whatnot and, and, and your stats while you're on the way of course if you don't want to travel through Athia, you can use fast travel by discovering various refuge or lighthouses uh, in the area around the map. So your magic attack button is the right trigger button for the normal attacks, while the left trigger ignites a more powerful attack uh, whenever your gauge fills. And, you know, connect when, when more actually when you start using your normal attack, more the gauge fills and then it allows you to use a, the right at the left trigger which you know ignites the more powerful attack and then there's an ultimate attack that which i don't remember what it was called but it's like an ultimate attack that um when it fills you can you, you can take out dozens of enemies or bosses and you know take those guys out too using cuff in the game allows you to scan enemies before you would you know approach them which gives you the advantage and strategize against you know uh with your attacks for spoken has a skill tree system as well which helps you increase the powers uh of your magic attacks is a very simple skill tree it doesn't require so much there and uh you eventually start you know elevating your your character more and the thing is too in the beginning it doesn't seem like much and it doesn't seem like you get the flow of things but by the time you get to a more evolved and established level things the controls start to be a little bit more fluid you start get to uh, become more accustomed and used to it and it, it becomes a lot more fun to play when you have when you're more powered up and you have more elemental powers and the and more parkour abilities and whatnot in there so the, the the game is fun i like i said i like it i don't exactly love it compared to other games like after i beat the game i went and played spider-man um uh spider the insomniac spider-man and just like yeah controls need to be that good controls need to be that fluid in action rpgs um so i mean i like it i i like it it was not the best control scheme i've ever played but it was it was solid at best um you also where am i at here frey will also have um the power of her cape nails design and necklace to elevate her magic and power levels every necklace and cape you acquire from the lavish stages which lavish stages are like side missions if you will it, it well i think of it as like uh legend of zelda breath of the wild where you have all these different labyrinth stages and such like it's pretty much like that they kind of took shades of that and each one that you go to the end game is that you require a new necklace or a new cape both of them you can upgrade and and modify and you know make them more powerful than uh it was before and uh it's really awesome you also have the um, you also have a variety of nail designs which each provide different stats that can increase your abilities you can also modify that as well also when you're in a refuge you can craft items and help to help you upgrade your capes necklaces and also create healing droughts 
to restore health, which is, you'll end up using uh, quite a bit throughout your deal. Like you'll find some and then also you'll be able to use it to restore energy, but you'll find some. But then once you're in a refuge, if you don't have enough, you can also craft more and then some will be just laying there. There's also this little mini game that they have where you can uh, acquire cats <laughs> throughout the game uh so once you like and these are like mystical cats that will be in a refuge with you as well they're pretty cute this this game is very cat or is cat oriented in this game i will tell you that which plays a fact to the alice in wonderland uh premise of the game so like it it, it is solid but it lacks the fluidity uh you mean in terms of the combat um played in other action rpg games like final fantasy 7 remake um i can't say god of war for a particular because it's not really is I, do we consider that that's more of an action adventure game point blank but you know horizon series all those it lacks the fluidity but again i think that it you know in terms of that i think it's i think the control scheme is better than skyrim i think it's better than witcher 3 i think it's especially better than kingdom hearts <laughs> like i think in fact it may be a little bit above better or a little bit better than I think than Kingdom Hearts is like it has some of the fast pace King you know deal but Kingdom Hearts I played the I can't play no I, I play I'm sorry I played Kingdom Hearts again and I feel like it really the, the gameplay is just so everywhere and it's not a bad thing but it you know you sometimes don't know where the hell you're at or where you're going or who you're targeting or whatever like that the targeting system too is okay it's not the best in this game but the targeting system you know it does hang on to the person to the, to the enemy that you want to but it doesn't it's not perfect but it's still good you know uh the fun factor for me when it comes to that forspoken has a vast amount of land to travel through within athia but much of it is less traveled due to the lack of side missions and story because this is 15 hours um, that you would normally find in most action RPG games that has a robust amount of things to do. If you are looking for something that will like consume you for more than 15 hours, this is not that game. This is like a, you know, it's best to stick to the story, but you can still branch out to do, you know, if you want to branch out to get, you know, more powerful capes and necklaces and all that stuff, and there are a lot out there, you could do that. However, uh, I would just say, however, you know, if you're looking for the, if you're looking for a cool and empowering story with some fun twists and turns and surprises in a narrative, this game is actually worth looking into. There's a theme to this. There's a definite theme and message to this game. If you attempt to, you know, find all the necklaces and capes in the game, uh, it, you know, that uh, experience may not be as fulfilling. At least not until the actual DLC uh, arrives with it's like a prequel, I believe is coming out. Searching for more capes, nail designs and necklaces can wear itself out because of the repetitiveness of the game. You know, again, this I think this is a game that just fully wanted to focus on the story rather than, you know, you branch out or anything, but it gives you the option to do so. Um, but there's nothing like. I mean, they, they, they don't, it's not like other RPG games where, or, or action RPG games, where if you go to a certain place, you're going to get this really powerful item that it's really worth going out of your way for. You never get that vibe. But what it does is that like it, it you know, the capes are really, uh, the design capes are really cool, but it's not anything that's like, okay, this one does what? It, you know, this one really will, is more powerful enough to do whatever. Like, it doesn't really give you that aspect. Like, 
if you go get like any sword from legend of zelda or whatnot like there's a reason why you want that sword or there's a reason why you want that shield or there's a reason why you know you have to get the master sword or whatnot like there's nothing in there like that but getting them anyway they're still awesome you know it's just how bad do you want to get everyone and what does one do more than the other do they give you a different ability it has to you know be a reason for it getting the capes that you already have is good enough and the story it doesn't change the aspect of the story at, at, at any pace um so if you do want to do that which a lot of people have after the game has been finished you can still go back and you know get all the other capes that you were looking for you can go and do that i should add that the photo mode has also been improved from the demo that was one of the things when i mentioned about the demo experience that you know i, I hope that they changed on they did they really did they improved on it however it's still not the best photo mode i've ever played with but it's it, it, it's much better than it was before it has a little bit more filters and um it was able to you know angle the camera a lot better than it was the first time um it would have been really great though if they had options for poses and facial expressions like they do on horizon forbidden west like horizon forbidden west is possibly one of the best photo modes ever i, I would say that uh spider-man gotham knights um god of war but in particular horizon forbidden west has the best photo mode the facial expressions that you could change the poses that you can do in there it, it really helps it out instead in this photo mode Frey just stands there and it's lifeless even final fantasy has a fairly good photo mode in here but she just stands there lifeless lacking expression which again is something i hope that they add down the line i mean we do we probably will get updates for the game and patches and whatever it else it needs for this game and improvements of this game so um the other thing you can't do is that you just can't take pictures of the environment itself like if you want to you know make fray disappear or enemies disappear you can't do that in here um it's it's solid is basic is it's i was saying so it's just it's a little just a slight bit above basic but not enough to say like this is truly awesome but it it does pretty good i was able to do what i could with it so replay value for spoken is not a game that improve that provides nuance and that's okay it is not every game is not gonna is gonna be gonna provide nuance like in today's state of the gaming industry games with nuance doesn't come as often as one would like but that doesn't mean that the game won't be enjoy that you won't be able to enjoy this or any game like it the game overall is solid from story performance character development and gameplay let me be clear and i said this many times as we talked about this review on this segment while i don't see forspoken being considered a game of the year candidate people will find something charming and appealing with the uh with what luminous productions accomplished here um if they actually played the game not the demo the actual game i want to point that out because if you're basing your view on the demo i'm telling you the full game is far superior than what came out with the demo there is a contrast between the demo in the actual game so um i highly advise that people actually play the game the full game as opposed to just basing off drawing an inference on the based on the uh, demo but i found this game to be very entertaining from start to finish uh i was invested in Frey's life and her backstory while interested in seeing where this all leads um once i finished it i left it wanting more in a sense of this from the story in hopes that we would get more to come uh there 
I mean, it could be much to discover with this story if they really keep on with it. I don't know if they're going to keep on with it, if they're going to bow down to the hate and and out, you know, unwarranted outlash of this game. Like the strong points of the game for me was the story, which like you could play within a very reasonable difficulty level and enjoy the story in itself. They give you options to like just play the story or be challenged in the story. What is missing from this game though is new game plus mode. And hopefully, you know, we will get to see that in a future update as well. Hopefully. Um, let's talk about actor performances too. Like for the first part, for the most part, the character performances to me were solid. They weren't the best in the world, but they were solid. And the dialogue, you know, assimilates well with consider, you know, considering that this is, you know, what they call an Esekai style storytelling, which you have a modern day character, you know, from earth interacting with you know people from medieval land i thought it would well i thought ella uh Belinska from uh resident evil you know she made Frey relatable to me i like for those who have struggled through trials and tribulations and living in a world without family love or privilege you know that's the character that she was playing here a character who finds herself unintentionally getting into trouble while trying to do the right thing for the most part <laughs> story of my life um her anger and confusion throughout the game to me was warranted. Uh, Jonathan Cake, who plays uh, Cuff, thought he did a good job playing the sidekick, but also made for some, made, uh, some surprising moments throughout the game. Again, can I say that? Because I will spoil the whole entire aspect of the game. Also new that it's uh, also great to see Deborah Wilson. Once again, I mentioned that before. She is awesome. And I didn't know that she was going to be in this game now. And I love that not only she is in doing voices of the game, that they now motion capture her in as a part of the experience. That, that's a level of respect when you when you're so good at what you do in the in the acting in the voice acting industry that they now factor you in to the game visually, you know, as instead of just adding your vocals, that's saying a lot, man, because she does a lot of voice acting in these games. And um, for her to get these roles where now she's doing motion capture and they graft her face and everything in there, that's awesome. That's pretty damn awesome. So, you know, you got that part there. Um, the voice cast and the ADR performances, like I said, the, the, the common word I'm gonna use is solid. Although the dialogue and banter between Frey and Cuff can become repetitive after a while because there are some aspects of the game, like if she goes into the reference, the refuge area, they're repeating a same line that they have together when they're on the when they're like traveling through Athea every once in a while you hear the same lines that they're going so i would have loved if they would have added a little bit more lines to freshen the experience of those two being together because it's like we're at this point now where we shouldn't have to be playing we shouldn't have to play games where we're hearing the same repetitive dialogue over and over again like i i don't know if they pay you know base you know pay scale meaning that they you know pay us yeah, a base amount to do a particular amount of lines and they pay by the line i think i don't know i i gotta remember i gotta ask i gotta ask some people i know on that note but um i would have liked to hear more lines been giving in the process of them traveling out in athea a lot of times because a lot of times you often hear the same thing and it, it you know at some point you just like okay and now i just don't want to hear them at all in this case until the actual next chapter of the story gets along also there were a couple of times that i found the dialogue between frey and one of the npc characters stopped midway throughout 
through like it was trying to load up the next line like it like i was playing it on cd or, or blu-ray or whatever like that and that shouldn't that to me shouldn't happen either but otherwise i thought it was solid at best and you know it doesn't it doesn't happen often you know in terms of the npc dialogue and conversation but i, I managed to hear that every once in a while um not really enough not enough to fill my hand you know to count my fingers but it was there so i mean in terms of the story to me because i am you know for to, to more hardcore pe gamers and anime fans of the esekai stories they may find this story to be a little bit meager of a version compared to what they're used to um or something just you know what we all heard before but there also you know you gotta think there are other people who don't actually get into the alice in wonderland story themes a lot you know certain when, when when there's hardcore group of people when you say hardcore a lot of times hardcore also means minority amount of people hardcore can also mean like a niche group of people who are into something a little bit more it doesn't also mean like it just means that that person's in it more than anybody else and at the end of the day a lot of times that's a small group of people that are just hardcore but there's also a casual base of um gamers and fans that may not be into this particular you know genre and this may be new to them so as a person who doesn't get completely invested it's not the first esekai type story that i've ever um played i you know i mean watched or whatever like i said i'm i'm, I'm an inuyasha fan so um i read alice in wonderland back in the day i've seen stories like this before you know but it's not the first it's not going to be last but you know there apparently i did know there were people who were actually hardcore to this or they're anime uppity fans that are just so nose turned up to these type of things but they may consider it meager but personally i enjoyed it and as somebody who is fairly fairly new to this whole type of situation i liked it like frave represents a character we don't normally see in this position in a game um like again a black female character in a lead is a very rare thing to see in this day and age and for them to do something like this um it's pretty big it is pretty big and i was hoping that i i came in hoping like i hope this doesn't suck i hope this doesn't suck I think I honestly I didn't think this sucked. I think my enjoyment in this game from start to finish was great. Did I come out of here thinking like this better be at the game awards? No. <laughs> not, no, no, not way. Um, but still a solid game nonetheless. I don't think it it, it deserves what the the backlash that has been getting, but the fact that it is getting backlash is saying that maybe it's not that bad. It's like it's the I hate to hate to really hate the saying, but it's the saying where like you know, if you got a bunch of haters, you're doing something right. Nas, the legendary hip hop artist Nas, when he came out with his latest album, boy, did he spark some hate on some people and particularly the new gen hip hop artists who for some reason, because when he came out with this album and this album, that album is unskippable. The album is beautiful. Nas's album is fantastic. Nas and Kendrick Lamar's albums were the two best albums of 2022 for me. Two awesome albums that were unskippable. So when people started giving praise to Nas as they should, you had all these other young boys out there trying to give it shade, saying that it was irrelevant. But here's the problem. If it was truly irrelevant, you wouldn't say a damn thing. There are so many artists out there that whose albums came out that you didn't mention, but you mentioned Nas. And you put it out, you put it on blast and said that this dude is relevant. 
irrelevant. And you said to this dude, like his deal. No, it's not. What you basically exposed yourself and did was say it was actually you allowed him to rent, you know, space in your brain because you know that that album was great. And I think the same thing happens here. This game is getting such for some reason. If this game really did suck at, at, at some point, would you think it would get it the attention that it did? I think it's getting the attention that it did because of the significance of this game. And the significance of this game is that it stars a young black female character. Had it been a normal, typical young blonde uh, woman or, 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 a, uh, or a male white character or not, I don't think it would have got this much backlash. I don't even think people would have even noticed it. It would have just been a, it would have just been a, like a normal game that like, OK, this game's out. Let's play it. But because it's starring a girl from New York named Frey, who just happened to be a person of color, it's getting sparks for some reason. That's that, that that's not coincidence. That's not a coincidence. I don't believe that's a coincidence. And again, yes, there, there are people who are going to hate it because, you know, probably hate on it because she's a woman or she is a black woman. There's a possibility that. I don't like again this game is not a game of the year but i'm not saying this is a bad game either so you know but the thing is upon enjoying this story i began to realize that what i loved about this game what i enjoyed about this game is because of the character development it's because of frey like i begin to realize that how much i related to the person the personal struggles which is something that some reviewers may not be able to connect with. And I, after reading and checking out IGN and GameSpot, the reviewers of those games, I don't think that they understand why this game, the same way that a lot, some reviewers didn't understand Spider-Man Miles Morales and why that game was so personal for a lot of people. And for some reason, they didn't give that game as much praise as they did the original Insomniac Spider-Man, but check it out. It's virtually the same game with a few big differences. And one of the big differences is Miles Morales and the struggle that he was going through being a person of color. And when they did this, the Black Lives Matter thing, oh, did people get pissed about that? So to me, I, 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 I look, it's, we cannot pretend like this stuff doesn't happen. It does. It happens in Hollywood and the movie industry. It happens here. We cannot act like that does not happen. We cannot act like the gaming industry is no different than the than Hollywood and movie fans. They're virtually the same people and they do the same things. Don't think that this doesn't happen in the game, gaming industry. Don't think it hasn't. But this happens when like certain movies come out that are geared for, you know, black community that stars black stars, you know, especially when it's when it's when, when a story is something that black stars that are starring in movies that mostly white people are in. There's a whole new aspect to this and a whole new theory with reviewers out there. And this is one of them. Like, I don't expect every everybody to understand like um the best man, you know, and and and, and shows like that and movies like that. Like, I don't they, they're not gonna get it because it's movies meant for us. It's movies that has an understanding of us. Now, upon you watching it, if you're not in the community, you can learn a few things from it, but don't just dismiss it because you don't get it. That's why I think some of these reviews are unwarranted because they don't get the aspect of why 
this, you know, the importance of the struggle. And it won't because, you know, some of these people don't live the same lives that we do. Some of them live a privileged life. Some of them don't have to have the same struggles that we have. That's what I got out of watching, of, um, you know, playing this game and, and, you know, learning about Frey and her life. I lived that life. I can relate to a lot of the struggles that she has and went through. And the more I got into the story, the more I started really, you know, recognizing this situation, you know, and not every reviewer is going to do that. And definitely not the ones that I've read. Seeing her having to deal with being alone and feeling unvalued, which is something that I've had to go through in the last decade or so. And I had to struggle for that. Yeah, I do a lot of really cool things, but I had to fight to do that. I had to really bypass all of the hate, the deceptions, the loneliness, the stuff like that, just to get to this point. It's not easy. And not everybody goes through that. So seeing her having to deal with that, for there are people out there who, who go through this, who can relate to this. And I think if you're one of those people, this game, you need to play this game just on that note alone. Um, you know, this happens a lot not to a lot of people, especially in the black community. And I think this is one of those messages and themes that we need to have more. We need to have addressed this. People have these situations. This is why we have mental health issues right now. And when people damn this aspect of a game like this, I think that it does it more harm than it does help especially to a community standpoint, because we just don't have games with people that look like us in a lead role. And if this game really sucked, trust me, I would have said this game would have sucked, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I can't, I'm not, I'm not a person who jumps on a bandwagon and things. This game did not suck. I mean, Frey from a story aspect, Frey was a troubled child whose family abandoned her and a very young age. And added to that, she hung out with the wrong people. Again, story of my life. I, okay. I wasn't abandoned as a kid, but you know, my family situation was, it, it was very iffy growing up. So to that, it led me to hanging around the wrong people and possibly to a point that we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here doing this, you know, show with you guys today. Um, she did what she had to in order to survive and and when all she wanted to do was live a normal life and be seen as a person of value how many people can relate to that you know I, i've read reviews where people said that they don't the, the, the story was you know not as good like bull, bs you haven't paid attention you know she definitely had trust issues and and, and the fence wall put up around people and rightfully so like not be, i the, the reviewers that i've read i just didn't sound like they can relate to stuff like that because they may not have had to experience that so if you don't relate to that you know and stuff like that, i can understand but you can't it's, i hate that i just hate the idea because you don't understand it that means it's a bad story or a bad premise or a bad character develop form of character development that's not the case you know her trust issues aside she had to she had to deal with a new problem here and that was her being in a new world and with a new dark and deadly threat on top of that Frey felt like you know she had no support system in her life and there was one who came to her aid the moment she arrived to Athia and her name was Alden Keen now you will hear an IGN's review that there was no chemistry between the characters that is not the trick that is not the case Frey and Cuff was a was a pretty in particular uh chemistry and and Frey and Alden Keen was also a very focused one along with another character uh as well uh olivia 
I'll just leave it at that because anything else I say about any of those characters can possibly spoil this story. So Alden was a young girl, was a young woman from Sepal. I hope I'm saying that right. I always think I'm saying that wrong. But uh, the city of Sepal who rescued her, uh, rescued and supported Frey throughout her journey and was the only person to believe that Frey was something special. Alden's father, Rubian, was missing from uh, while tra uh, trying to search for answers to stop the Tenta uh, sisters' unwarranted treachery. Frey and Alden was one of the key connections to the story. Uh, and Alden is a reminder that, you know, there will always be someone out there who will support you when others will deny you. And it was just one of those things like, don't ever give up hope. That was one of the messages of this game. The other was Cuff, who was bonded who had a bonded relationship with Frey um, and their relationship evolved throughout the game and you know in a very significant way <laughs> unlike the chemistry of Frey and Alden you know Cuff's relationship was kind of an off again on again off again like buddy cop relationship with a few surprises <laughs> along the way the two played off each other pretty well but like I said the, the dialogue was repetitive and it kind of took away the enjoyment of those two after a while because of that um there were other characters like uh johiti uh pilo, pilo and uh olivia and there was a bard as well who all provide guidance uh to help Frey understand her destiny from there while the story takes a bit of alice in wonderland and esakai stories there is an important message that i mentioned before that i feel that reviewers did not notice or did not care or ignored um or just didn't want to acknowledge it the message that is targeted to people who are feeling depressed about the current situations in life, people who don't feel valued, respected, supported, and alone. Forspoken is a story designed to uplift and empower it, like something that, you know, should have, that really should not have gone unnoticed. Just because some people can't relate to the narrative. This, this is the same situation that happened with Miles Morales. Like, it's not to say that Miles Morales got bad reviews. It didn't. I don't think it got the reviews that it. I think that it should have got because a lot of them were talking about the other aspects, but rather ignored it or didn't acknowledge the theme here. And I, and I'm, I hate to say this, but a lot of the reviewers, when I saw who was writing these reviews, a lot of them were white. A lot of them were white and a lot... It, you know, the ones that, believe it or not, the ones that were people of color, I found that their their reviews were a little bit more understanding of what was the significance of that particular game was. I think the same thing, it could be said in this one. And I, again, I know there are people of color who also may, you know, think that this game is up to, but that's, you know, that's here nor there to that point. I just think this game is getting a little bit more unwarranted hate than it deserves so let's go with the grade let's get down to the grade here because we got to talk about this and what i really thought throughout also um in terms of originality i gave it an 85 uh overall graphics 85 percent um sound and music i gave that 100 percent. i thought it was probably the strongest point of the whole thing gameplay it was uh, i gave it 85 percent um what else do we have here? Fun factor. I gave it 75% and replay value 85% actor performance, 85% story, 90% and 
And again, not the strongest Sakai story that people are going to have. But for me, I felt that I I was in tune to what they were doing and I felt that I understood. I really understood what they were uh what they were planning here so actually i'm sorry story i gave 85 percent, i believe uh, i did it, it was 85 not 90. um but that is an overall grade to me of a solid b when all the numbers come in when i added the numbers together the percentages together it came out to a solid b and i agree with that i think that this game is not an a or a plus by any stretch but i don't think it's a b minus or a c plus either this game is a solid B because that's exactly what this game was solid. Um, I don't think it deserves any of the major backlash, but that also can be said that it's getting a backlash because people don't want it to fail. I mean, don't want it to succeed. Otherwise, there's so many other games out like right now that are not getting this much attention. And this is getting unwarranted attention for some reason. Doesn't it seem vaguely odd to you that this particular game is getting this much attention? Okay, so think about that. Think about that for a sec. Like if this was any other normal game, there are hundreds of games that come out on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. This particular one is getting such an uproar for some reason. Yeah, maybe one because of Square Enix, but two, but like Square Enix comes out with a bunch of games. Okay. Nobody talks about Octa, uh, what is that? Octa something Traveler? I forgot the name of that game. But there, Square Enix comes out with a lot of games. None of them get this much attention. None of them get this much uh, backlash or, you know, outlet, you know, outcry. This one particular gets one. So that should tell you right there that there's something about this game. So, um, you know, overall, a solid game but albeit a short one within uh, with the alice in wonderland twist to it um provides characters that people in the black community can get down with and possibly you know you know with taking a leading role in a medieval setting you know the one thing i that was interesting about Frey is that she's a teenager teenagers curse a lot so people may talk about like she f-bombed all through the damn game but here's the thing She's a teenager and that's what teenagers do. So I think that's the only reason why I didn't mind all the F-bombing that she was doing in the game was because like when you're a kid and all right, if you're think about it, you're a kid, you have no parents around to tell you, you know, or, or reprimand you for doing cursing or whatever is like that. And you're in a whole land who doesn't understand that cursing is a bad thing to do. So you're going to take advantage of that, especially when nobody knows what the hell the F-bomb means. So I took it in that aspect. I was like, okay, this is warranted. She's doing, this is what a teenager would do. Teenagers do crazy and stupid things. You know, that's what happens. So for people who may not be, who may not know about the Esekai stories, um, genres and styles, this may be something new and fresh for them. For those who may not be impressed by the narrative or the fact that it's the lead role is a black woman, they will most likely turn their nose up and they have. But the same could be said about, you know, other black movies with black leads and all this stuff as well, as I mentioned. Despite the unflattering reviews, this game ended up being much more enjoyable than what other media outlets have, have told you. And on top of that, I've read some gamer reviews on Google and come to find out that there are actually more people that are finding out that this game was a lot more fun than they thought it was going to be so i'm not the only one who saw this 
there are other like this is the, the, the rotten tomatoes thing where all the you know critics will give their review but the 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 um audience reviews are a lot more higher than what the critics review this is that situation right here as i said this game won't revolutionize the industry by any stretch but it will be entertaining uh by it you know by the feel of it and from like it, it's a start on the right track for this series um i think if they do another one if they don't back down by what's going on with this thing and they recognize what's going on i think that they if they fight back if they, if they just keep it moving i think that they can improve on this game they could do a lot more with this game this game could be a lot of fun i think frey can actually be a really cool character you know in the making you know because we we need to see more people like that i mean i love laura croft i love aloy but like come on we we've and i love samus ryan i mean um samus from uh from uh metroid but we need to see some new stuff we need to see some more people of our kind we need to see more kamala cons we need to see more phrase out there and some really dope stuff and this was to me this is one of them hey i can name a dozen great movies starring directing and produced by black people that some outside the community won't understand tough learn to understand it learn to understand us learn to understand our history learn to understand the importance of having representation in these games so i mean let's talk about this double standard real quick because like i said ign editor review editor tom mark and i've read some of his reviews and i'm not particularly in with all his reviews because some of them are suspect all right he gives for spoken a six out of ten for a game that it's pretty solid visually stunning plays fair really good or, or fairly good or solid for that measure but he gives it a six you know what else he gave a six to he gave a six to marvel avengers marvel avengers when it came out it was a buggy mess it was a glitchy mess it was visually unappealing and you give forspoken a six but you give stray an eight stray i look i reviewed stray I like Stray, but in terms of gameplay, in terms of, you know, investment in the game, the game was shorter than Forspoken. Forspoken is 15 hours. Stray is five hours. Stray does not have a control scheme that is big. Stray, visually, I, I would damn near consider it a, like, false advertisement in a sense because if you look at the trailer to stray and what the cat looks like in the in in the commercial compared to what he looks like in an actual game visually it it, it doesn't look the same forspoken looks better than what it did in the demo it plays really good it's the gameplay is quite fun it's not the longest game ever it's not the deepest game ever but the story and the gameplay and premise is solid i think it a six is really low and tom mark just comes off as a guy who does not understand the actual premise or the character he understands the genre but doesn't understand the character and the premise of it that's just my inference on that situation but he gives stray an eight are you no i i appreciate it stray stray was not that exciting to me it was a it was a beautiful it was like a beautiful short film it like a it was a beautiful pixar short film but i think it did it like 
to say that it was better than for spoken no because you could in terms of gameplay you could it was very conformed it was very restricted you couldn't do but so much um there wasn't really much you could do with stray you just how do you how the hell do you give stray an eight and not in this game a six okay he also reported for spoken um he also rated for spoken with the same review score like as other game like come on man no you do not give this game the same score that you give marvel avengers no way that that is beyond bs okay and he this is these are two scores based on day one aspects stray came out wait strays i mean not stray um for spoken debut was a far more solid experience than marvel avengers ever was marvel avengers came in a rushed and broken game i can understand if that gets a six and that deserves a six this game does not this game was solid it was stable it was visually beautiful it does not deserve a six on that note another ign review gave it the action rpg game strangers with paradise final fantasy origins in eight now i particularly i reviewed that game i wasn't a big fan of that game and in fact i there was a lot of things issues i had with that game it's beautifully it's a beautiful looking game i think i would dare say that the, the visuals of and the graphics of that game was around us kind of it, it, I think it was equal to Forspoken in a lot of ways. Um, the gameplay was traditional and simplistic, you know, compared to that, but it got an eight out of 10. I think Forspoken, I would say Forspoken is a much better experience, albeit a shorter experience than Stranger um, in Paradise, but I couldn't finish Stranger in Paradise for a lot of reasons. One, it was just, I got bored with it after a while, and two, I hate the idea that they were trying to do this and i'm glad that games are games have stopped doing this but they were there's was, this was this ongoing theme of not using maps because elden ring did it and now this was going to be an ongoing thing i'm glad that ga games have not done that because being able to not not having a map in certain games can lead to you going around in circles and that was one of the things i just i could not get down with with um stranger in paradise now if they did put in a map there then i'll jump back on in it but i didn't really i didn't me i didn't particularly like the game and apparently a lot of other people didn't either because this game got a high score on ign but the audience score on ign was way lower than what this game was getting so in fact the community score and review on ign was given a 6.8 by fans which rate was rated okay and i agree with that i think that that game was it, it wasn't final fantasy 7 remake by any stretch final fantasy 7 remake was awesome from start to finish not just from character development but gameplay and everything everything was just balanced about the game this was not final fantasy 7 remake by any stretch um GameSpot uh, reviewer also gave forspoken a five i don't think he got it i don't think he understood it I mean, he he he's in the Esekaya games too, but he also he probably don't understand the community in that sense too. I don't know. He didn't care about the any of the characters. The combat and navigation didn't flow together very well. I, like I said, the gameplay to me was solid, but yes, I would I would attest that it's not necessarily the best combat that I've ever played, but it's definitely not the worst. Like 
at the end of the day, you come into this game. You, if you want to check out this game, I will tell you that this game is fun. If you're looking for a game that's trying to be game of the year, this is not it. If you're looking for a really solid new experience with a cool story, this game gives it to you. Um, with beautiful visuals, this game will give it to you. I think this game is worth checking out. But if you're coming in to think that this game is going to be a game of the year, then no, don't don't invest. But if you're looking for a new face, a new, you know, look on something a little bit more fun, but and you're into this type of genre, if you will, this like medieval setting genre, this Alice in Wonderland type of deal worth checking out. Not every game is going to be, you know, a high score game or stuff like that. We've played many games over the years that weren't the highest score game, but they were still the most enjoyable to play. I will say this, just give this game a chance. Don't make it more than what it is. I think you'll enjoy it nonetheless, a lot more than what has been said. So let's make change people and like, come on, stop with this, stop with the BS with this. Cause it's just, it's, it's getting out of hand. It's really getting out of hand. And if people in our community don't understand what's really going on with these things and you're all up on it and you don't understand the systemic aspect of this, you need to, you need to educate yourself on that note. I will leave it at that. And folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I really hope you enjoyed this. And I really hope that I could get you another perspective on what to think about uh, in this game and just the game industry and how people are reacting to certain things. We need change. We need to see more representation and we need to fight those who are trying to deny it. Because the gaming industry is for everybody or it should be for everybody. Black History Month is, is just a few days away. Um, we, we need to acknowledge everybody who is involved and that's including the people of color we need to, the, the, the gaming industry should not be a room full, filled with salt and with like, it, there needs to be a balance between salt and pepper. There needs not to be a, a, a room full of salt with sprinkles of pepper in there. Okay. We need to see, you need, we need to balance the seasonings of this whole thing. Have a little bit of everything, if you will. So. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. But folks, thank you again. I hope that somehow, some way that I was able to make you understand the aspect or get you to give you another view of how this the industry grows, but also how this game is too. So if you enjoy this episode and every episode, please check us out on talktimelive.com. You can check out all of our audio episodes, video exclusive interviews, media extras, and much more in there. If you also want to check out this on your favorite podcast platforms, we are everywhere where podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, Tumblr. If you type, go into Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live on the search engine, you'll find us there as well. So uh, this for the Prime Show, which i may do tomorrow i may do it on monday you may get it on monday but I, you people is out uh starring jonah hill eddie murphy nia long host of others um is out right now we'll be giving a review of that plus all the news going on because there's a lot of renewed shows coming that we got to talk about including one based on a very popular game that's been the biggest craze of hbo max right now so we're going to talk about last of us and how they were renewed for a second season already only been two episodes so we're going to talk about that we'll talk about all the stuff but you people will be the big talk topic of the week for that and we're going to talk about 
all of that has happened also record of ragnarok is back too so we'll be talking about that too so i'll be watching all that and much much more um next week for the select start episode we will be doing sports story which i was going to do <laughs> this week but since i beat forspoken and all the outcry came out i had to go and do that like a dragon ishan will also be reviewed down the line as well as wwe 2k 23 and street fighter 6 is coming so stay tuned and we got some more news coming on people coming on the show and fan expo philly is coming and uh they are offering a lot of specials so let's see who i get from to interview with that because most likely i will be covering that event for a lot of reasons so stay tuned for all that and much much more but for now folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life love all things anime comics moves and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here take care folks and have a great safe week Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.